I need to mention also about the grief share meeting uh, that's to occur on um, the 14th, 6.30 to 8.30. There is a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board back there as well for that. So if, you'll, uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind putting your name on there or see Carol Radford. She's the woman that plays the organ over here. So uh, you can see her as well. Our text today is in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew 6, and we'll be reading verses um, 9 through 15. Very familiar, very familiar passage. This is the Lord's Prayer. This is a prayer that many of us memorize. We, we often will say it in unison together. It's a prayer that we will teach our children in our Sunday school, and uh, they, will, they will learn this prayer. It's a, it's a model-type prayer. It's a prayer that's given as an example of how to pray. It's a prayer that was given to Jesus' disciples. It's a disciples' prayer. And so um, uh, it is a very um, important. It's, it's what has, in some places, has been called the index prayer. Here's a list of things that God would be looking for as Jesus would teach us in a prayer. So um, uh, it's made to be prayed not only by yourself, but even more so with each other. And so it's it's kind of a congregational prayer in that sense, or a group prayer uh, as we look at it. So you see the first three things have to do with God, um, uh, to God and His glory. And um, the second three parts of this have to do with our petitions and our praying and so um, for ourselves and for God's uh, help. And so uh, the disciples' prayer is probably best called. And so let us look at this in uh, chapter 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Jesus said. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, Neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So I thought as we uh, were preparing ourselves today for the Lord's Supper, and this is something we do on occasion, and uh, today it is um, uh, not the fifth Sunday, which we normally do it, but we had Youth Day last week, so this is our first Sunday thereafter. And uh, we will be partaking of the Lord's Supper, and if you are a Christian, you're certainly invited to participate in the Lord's Supper today. Um, but I thought we would look at the Lord's Prayer as a way of sort of preparing our heart for this. And one way to look at the, this is, is to look at it as seven things, seven things God wants to hear. Seven things God wants to hear. So prayer is certainly a good preparation. Examining our hearts is a good preparation. Uh, we might think of seven voices that God would like to hear. Seven voices of the Lord's Prayer we'll look at. So the first one is is our Father who art in heaven. Our Father. And this is something God wants to hear. He wants to hear from His children. 
our father. You might say this would be, he wants to hear from his sons and daughters. Uh, God wants to hear the voice of his children. Um, we, we uh, here in the South especially, we, we, don't, we don't use the term father all the time when we're speaking of our father. We use other terms. What other kind of terms might we use when we're referring to our father? Help me out here on the front. Dad. Daddy. Pop. Papa. Somebody had something else. Peepaw. No, she didn't Harold. Uh, yeah, I'm from further south than this, and we, I call my daddy, daddy. So it's daddy, always daddy. Y'all might have done that too. But, uh, and really the term there, and, and this is closer actually to the term that Jesus is talking about, is the word Abba, which is really a, a, an informal word, and it means a close, intimate word. It's the kind of word you would use when you're referring to your, you know, your father. Uh, and it speaks about his uh, nearness, his intimacy, his trustworthiness, his heart for his children, um, you know, his love for us. And if you have been a father for some time or another, you know, generally your thoughts toward your children are you want them to talk to you. So kids, you know, it's occasionally a good idea, you know, not just to talk to mama and tell her all the good stuff, but, you know, to tell dad. And he also is one as he gets along. Now, when we're raising our kids, we go through all kind of emotions, so I'm not going to address. I'm going to talk as an older father here. But we are interested in what goes on with you. We are concerned about you and your, your kids and how things are going. We, we might worry a little bit, but we, we care for you. And so we can, we can see this in God. We are His children, and He's very interested in us. And he's interested in hearing our voice. He wants to hear our voice. So, um, you know, this kind of gives you an understanding about this God we're dealing with. He, uh, when we're thinking about the unseen God out there, we're not just thinking of him as distant, you know, stoic, not really attached, not, matter, not, not really concerned about us. It gives us a, a clue about this God that we know, and our relation to Him. He is our Father. Our Father. That also tells us about others. We have brothers and sisters in Christ. And so it talks about relationships, but even beyond the, you know, parents generally want their children to love each other and get along, you know. And relate to each other. And speak to each other. You know, so uh, that's, that is the way it is with the Lord. He has power. Yes, He does have power, but He has love. So the first one is the voice, we might say, of the son and daughter. The second is, hallowed be thy name. And there would be the voice of the saint. Now, we don't use that word too much. Apparently, we don't use the word biscuit too much anymore either. But, 
but uh, saint. And a saint basically is a disciple. It's a disciple. It's one who is uh, believing in God. It is one who is seeking to follow Him. And so hallowed be thy name. It's those who believe in Him and want to know Him that will hallow His name. His name is holy. His name is reverence. There's a reverence there. And so we are to observe our Father, but we're to reserve Him with reverence and honor and look to the Heavenly Father. May Thy name be holy. Hallowed be Thy name. May Thy name be uh, revered. Uh, You know, to some folks, Mother Nature is the God. And so there's a new sort of, new old age. It really was connected with old paganism, but now it's sort of new age paganism that puts Mother Nature as God and is seeking to sort of worship Mother Nature, you know. And so um, uh, everything that's got to do with nature now is sort of taking on a different meaning than just admiring it for its glory, seeking to take care of it because God wants us to take care of it, seeking to live and see God's handiwork in it. And now it's almost become a place of worship. I'm a little interested in this this solar eclipse stuff that's been uh, bandied about for a long time. Now, the main thing we're to know is what? What's the main thing about this solar eclipse? Let's go ahead and nail it down. What's that? Don't look at that thing bare-eyed. That's right. And they've got special glasses for them, for you, you know, and you look look at, at it apparently through that. So that's the main thing. Do you have that? Do you understand that? Get you some kind of way of looking at that thing. Do we need to say it again? Yes, let's do. Well, anyway, when it happens, make sure you got your glasses on. But uh, it, it kind of amazes me all the, all the uh, I guess, not, it's, 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 inter- it's very interesting. Some of us have been through one. I remember I was playing basketball out with my dad one day, and, and all of a sudden it started getting quiet, kind of dark. The birds stopped chirping. They went to roost. And apparently we didn't know there was going to be a solar eclipse. Fortunately for us, it was kind of cloudy, so we really couldn't catch it. But it definitely, it definitely happened, you know. And then it was over pretty quickly. And so, you know, nature is to be, it, nature is very interesting. Be studied and admired, but not worshipped. We worship the other son, the son of God. And when we think about a, the, the sun being eclipsed for a while, that's the cross. For a while, he was on the cross. He died on the cross. He was laid into the grave. He was dead. But on the third day, he arose. For a moment, for a moment, he was under the power of death. But then he arose. So uh, as you think about the solar eclipse, if you're going to do any worshiping, you know, try to remember we worship the Lord. And that's basically, I mean, hallowed be his name. Reverence him. The, the third thing you might want to note out of this prayer is that we, he wants to hear the voice of his subjects. And so it is told to us, your kingdom come. Now, when you have a kingdom, 
You have to have subjects. We don't use those terms very much anymore. But uh, we might use the term servant. He wants to hear the voice of his servant. And his servant's voice is, Lord, what is your will? Your will be done. My kingdom come, your will be done. And so uh, we are putting our hope in his rule. We're trusting the rule of the king of the universe, our father. And that doesn't mean we're just resigning to the fact that, you know, his will be done. Like, well, whatever, Lord. You know, just kind of resigning to it. It's not just even in anger and bitterness say, well, Lord, you're going to have your way, so we're going to give you your way. That's not, that's not what he's saying. He's talking about voluntarily, you know, surrendering to his will and, and um, yielding to his will. Now, so the voice of a servant, you know, indicates trust. It's trusting in his wisdom. And that's really a lot of what trust is. It's believing in his wisdom. Because there's so much that occurs in our life that goes against our grain. There's things about life that is hard. Uh, And so basically we're saying to him, Lord, you do what's best. I remember uh, Leona uh, Leona, uh, Burrell. Leona Buchanan was, was uh, Clarence's, not Buchanan. Who was Leona Buchanan? Yes. Cannon, right. That was Clarence's mother. Who was I talking about? Leona Burrell. <laughs> and she had this phrase. Uh, and, and she's the only one I've ever, I've ever heard that used this phrase. But it really spoke volumes to me. And she spoke it right up to the time when her husband died and in her days of weakness. And her phrase was, well, the Lord knows best. So the day after her husband passed, and they both lived up, you know, to their 90s. The day after he died, he died suddenly. And she, had, she was beginning to have dementia. But this phrase she still remembered. Well, the Lord knows best. And that's just trusting the Lord and wisdom, trusting His wisdom. Did she like it? No. Was she hurting? Yes. But there was a yieldedness in her life. And she was trusting in His love, trusting in His love. Paul said, He who spared not His own Son, will He not also freely give us all things? He's going he's to look after us. It, won't, it might not be the ways we would design it. It's not the ways that's most comfortable for us. It can be very painful and difficult. Painful and difficult. There was a time here when we used to pick up the, the uh, Pentecostal church on the hill up here. And they would come through this micro, through this, uh, remember this? On Sunday nights usually, Sunday night crowd would get this. And so, uh, and they had far more exciting services than we did. <laughs> And we would have stopped and listened to them more, but they were in Spanish, so that would have made it more difficult too. But uh, they were having a good time, so somebody's having a good time. Um, so the voice of the servant, your will be done. And then the voice of the supplicant, the voice of the supplicant, give us this day, give us this day, our daily bread. That's, that's requesting, that's asking. 
Today we will be taking the bread uh, and drinking of the cup. And the bread represents the body of Christ. Give us this day that portion of your life that we need. And it also refers to just generally pray and give us, Lord, our nourishment for the day. Give us that which we need today. It's our needs today. And so um, uh, it's a daily thing. Uh, a lot of time when I'm uh, with people, and particularly when they're going through some difficult times, um, the phrase will come up, well, I'm just taking this one day at a time. One day at a time. In other words, I can't look too far down. I need to get through today. Give me this day my daily bread. And then, and then certainly, as we look on, we want, God wants to hear not only the voice of the servant and the supplicant and the son and the daughter and the uh, saint, but He wants to hear the voice of the sinner. Where do we see that? Forgive us our trespasses, our debts, our sins. Forgive us, Lord, our sins. And so, as we're praying, know this. God wants us to speak to Him about our failings, about our real difficulty here within ourselves. This is an intimacy with the Father that we need to know we have. We can come to the Father. You can come to God. You can feel free to come with God. You can be totally honest to God. Why can you be totally honest to God? We have trouble being totally honest, don't we? I mean, we're, we're pretty honest. But you know, why can we be honest with God? He knows. He knows. But He wants us to talk to Him about it. And so forgive us. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us where you've missed the mark. Forgive us when we're not as good a husband or a son or a wife or a daughter or a worker or a student. Forgive us when we're not as good a friend as we should be. Forgive us, Lord, when we've stepped across some boundary in our life. We've really gone too far. Lord, you know. And we need you. We're asking you to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, when we've even been uh, rebellious. Forgive us, Lord, when we've, we've owed something to someone. I'm not talking about simply money, but forgive us when we've not paid our debts to someone. Forgive us, Lord, where we've gone wrong. Forgive us where we've not paid you our debt. Forgive us, Lord. And so, perfection does not exist. And it's good to know that one of the things that God wants to hear in prayer, He wants to hear this, is the prayer for forgiveness. That God would forgive us. Only He can forgive us. Um, and He... He also mentions that as we ask Him for forgiveness, we need to keep in mind, this is good to remember at the Lord's Supper time, we need to keep in mind that there are perhaps those that we have not forgiven. And that's really, that's really a challenge. We need to forgive those that we've not forgiven. He said in one place, He said, you're not going to get my forgiveness unless you know how to forgive others. And your forgiveness won't be near as 
Your forgiveness of them won't, won't amount to anything like what I'm forgiving you. I think we could throw that in there because that's all of it, right? And so to forgive others, and, you know, I think I do pretty good at that. I, I do my best to try to get along with people to begin with. And, and then secondly, that's a sign of some kind, I don't know what. But uh, secondly is, uh, is that I do sometimes get my feelings hurt. And by and large, I feel like I pretty well just get over it, you know. I try to understand it, try to, you know, do my best to get over it. And so I've not had really terrible things happen like some of you have. For some of you, it's a major, major challenge. But I think I handle it pretty good. But you know, I was made aware of something in the past, you know, past while without me even really knowing it or being conscious of it that I'd held some kind of grudge. I didn't act it out. I didn't dwell on it. I wasn't necessarily bitter about it. But when I thought about that person, and, and you're not sitting here right now, so I can relieve you of that. <laughs> and not behind those doors, I don't think. No. But long time, I didn't have to look at them every week, but it was a long time. And I just sort of sit there and thought to myself, you know what? You've been preaching that a long time. And right there is one you've held on too long. We need to forgive. God says, just like he forgives us. We've seen that played out this past week with this Bryson family, where mother and I think two sons have sought to extend forgiveness. Now that's an act of faith. You know their feelings are hurt deeply. You know they're wounded deeply. But by faith, they're putting it out. This is our desire for forgiveness. That's pretty big. But that's what God actually even expects of us. It's not something we feel. We can't do it by feeling. We may get to the place where we can feel it. But we do it by faith early on. And then finally, and finally, he's looking not only for the voice of the sinner, but he's looking for um, the voice of what we might call the sojourner, the traveler. Lead us, Lord. Lead us. Sometimes we see that word temptation, we always think of sin and evil. Lead us not into temptation. The word actually also can include test and trouble. Lead us not into trouble. Lead us, Lord. And that's the voice of the traveler. The voice of people who are traveling through this world. We're going to have to face some things. God, lead us. Sometimes we, we might think we can go around it. Sometimes we've got to go through it. But Lord, you be our shepherd. You lead us. Father, we thank you for this prayer. And Lord, before the Lord's Supper, we want to pray this prayer together. So I invite you now to pray with me the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our, our ushers to come, our deacons, excuse me, our deacons to come. And we're going to begin now as we prepare for the Lord's Supper. And again, I invite you, if you are a Christian person, you profess Christ as your Savior. You may not be a member of this church, but you uh, profess Christ as your Savior to join us today in the Lord's Supper.